0: You are listening to the Highland Baptist Church Podcast. To learn more about Highland Baptist Church, including our gathering times, please visit our website at hbcmolino.com. Today's talk comes from Josh Helton. Amen. Thank you for that, brother. What a day that will be. That that song takes me back. I had a friend of mine who is extremely talented. He could play just about any instrument. That, that he wants to uh, just, just by picking at it a few times. And there were many times we uh, stood in his living room and he'd play on uh, the piano there in their house. And uh, that, that was always one of my favorites there. So uh, thank you uh, for that this morning. And my hope and prayer is that you have a peace about that day, that you look forward to that day when you get to meet your Savior face to face. What a day that will be. What a day. Um, the song before that, thank you for that as well. Sometimes we, we need we need our souls to be still. I don't know if I should have taken that as a shot. I mean, I know I'm not mature, uh, but I didn't know the song. Uh, but uh, that, thank you for, for that as well. Uh, this morning, uh, we're going to continue our All Things New series. The title of today's message is A New Creation. A New Creation. And... Um, the, the thought behind this was, was God kind of laid that message last week. I told you he changed it uh, in the middle of the week last week and uh, wanted us to look at that idea that uh, if we won't change to last, if we won't change to come, it's going to be through him. Uh, because Revelation 21 5 says, behold, I am making all things new. He didn't say that we are making all things new. He said, I am going to do that. Uh, and as I began preparing this week, I was looking at the idea of, okay, what does... That look like? Where does that start? Where does that begin? Folks, this morning, I believe that begins with each of us. If we desire to be the church, Highland Baptist Church, that, that He has called us to be, if we desire to be uh, a, a church that, that loves and serves the community, if that's what your dream is for Highland Baptist Church this morning, I want to let you in on a little bit of a secret. If we want our church to be that, we have to be those people, and we have to be those people that are willing to love on our communities, to serve our community, to be the hands and feet of Jesus that he has called us to be, and that starts with us being a new creation, a new creation. So how do we become the people that God wants us to be? How do we change that mindset? How do we do that? I think the, the first place we're going to look this morning is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, we've got two main passages this morning. The first one is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I've really only got two points, and you're going to say at the, at the end of this, you're going to be like, Josh, you didn't have two points. There's going to be more than that for those of you taking notes. But there are two main points that we're going to pull out of these, these passages here uh, for, for where that starts. And the first one is, a new creation belongs to Christ. A new creation belongs to Christ. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5 may be a familiar passage for you this morning. And hopefully we look at it in a little bit of a different light to remind you of where it all begins yet again. But 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 17, says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creature. Yours may say a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. That very, if you were here with us last week, some of that may sound very familiar to you. Because he says here, it says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, he is a new creation. When I was in college, I, I started off, and one day, I'll, I'll tell you my, my college story. It's, it's a God journey uh, because I had a lot of plans uh, when, when I was in school. When I graduated high school, I, I knew exactly what I wanted to be. I'm not doing anything that I wanted to do today compared to, to my plans were totally different. I started off in the computer engineering world and praise the Lord that that I didn't continue down that path because I had some of those classes that were a doozy. Uh, I'd be in over my head today with with the way technology is. But as I was reading through this passage, I went back to something that that we learned in in some of our classes where we'd write some code and stuff, and it was an if-then statement. If this happened, then this would happen. Uh, and, and if you know anything about that, and, and those things are used in in a lot of different places, but if you know anything about those statements is this first thing had to be satisfied. And once it was, then this would happen. Well, as I was reading through this verse, I was reminded of the point there. It says, therefore, if if anyone is in Christ, then he is a new creation. Amen. So... This morning, we've got to start there. We've got to start with this. Is if, if you desire to be a new creation, if you desire to become the person that God has created you to be, and I believe he has created you with a purpose, please, please hear that this morning. I believe he has created every individual here, and those that may be watching online, he has created you with a purpose. He has a plan for your life. It's not just a plan for you to get up and go to your nine-to-five every day during the week and then come and sit in a pew on, on Sunday morning. That, that's, not, that's not God's plan for you, not just to go through the motions. God has greater things planned for you than that. He desires to use you to reach this community. He desires to use you to reach those people that you work with. He desires for you to be an example in your homes of what it looks like to be a new creation. God has a plan and a purpose for you, but that plan and purpose doesn't start until you're found in Christ. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, we have to start there. We have to have a relationship with Jesus. For us to do the things that that we may say that sound good as a church, that that sound good and we say, hey, we want Highland Baptist Church to be this. For us to say those things that may sound good in a vision statement or a mission statement that may be the Sunday school answers, it's got to start with each one of us having a personal relationship with Jesus. That's where we start today. Is for you to be a new creation. And some of you say, hey, Brother Josh, I, I started that journey a long time. Well, he's still shaping you. But we had to start there. We had to start with, if anyone is in Christ, then he is a new creation. So this morning, that's your question is, have you been made new? Have you been made new today? Do you have that assurance that one day we're going to get to see him face to face? And it's going to be a joyous celebration because he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. doesn't mean that you did everything right. That means you did everything you could to follow him. If anyone is in Christ, then he is a new creation. And then the author here gives us that reminder. says the old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Highland Baptist Church, I don't think that the new things are standing right here. I don't think that's what that is. I think this is part of that process. I think this family that is here uh, with, with the Helton family that get to be a part of this journey, that may be a part of that. But we're not the only new thing that's coming. We're not the only thing, new thing that God desires to do with his people in this place, in this community. It's not just us. It's, it's not, that's not all of it. Y'all have been praying for months and months that God would do something new in the life of his church. Those things are still coming, but it starts with us in our relationship with him. It starts with us being the people that God has called us to be, the people he desires for us to be. In verse 18, yet another reminder says, now all these things are from God. Folks, he's reminding us over and over and over again that this is not a work that you can do magically by yourself. You can't wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm going to do all these new things. No, you can say, God, I want to be about your business. God, I'm asking you to to create something new in me. God, I'm asking you to to give me that fire that I had when I came to the altar and prayed to receive you, to walk into a relationship with you. Give me that fire that that I've seen in the past when I've seen you do miracles in my life. You may be asking for some new things, but it's not gonna be things that you can create because he says, now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting the trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the, the word of reconciliation. Verse 20 says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And this is the way that God did all of that work. This is the way that he did all all of that. In verse 21, it says, He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. He said, I've got a purpose and a plan for you. I want you to do something incredible. He said, and I know you can't do it on your own. I know you can't enter into a relationship because the sacrificial system, the old covenant that that he made with Israel, he said, I know that that's not gonna work long-term. He knew it then, but he had to show his people that it wasn't gonna work long-term. And so he said, hey, I made another way. And he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Folks, he said, you know what? I've got something special for you to do. He's got, I've got something that I want you to be doing. He said, I've got a plan. I've got a purpose for you, but it starts with you having a relationship with my son, Jesus. And because of what he did, we can do the things that he's asked us to do. Because of the work of Christ in us, we can be about our Father's business. We can be doing the things that God placed Highland Baptist Church here in Molino to do. Not because we are great people. Not because there's something special about us. No, it's because there's something special about our God and our Savior. And because of that, we can go and do the things that God wants us to do. But it starts with our relationship with Him. It starts with being found in Him. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, He is a new creation. So folks, this morning, do you have that assurance that you are a new creation? I made that decision almost 20 years ago. But daily, He is making me new. Daily, he is continuing to fine-tune this creation that he made because I'm not perfect yet, despite what some of y'all may think. I know Kyle thinks that. We've had that conversation. <laughs> despite what, what some of y'all may believe, and I, I believe me, I know. Y'all, don't know that I, y'all know that I'm not perfect, and I, I agree with that. I've not arrived yet. He's still working on me. I think a lot of you understand he's still working on you too. But it started with that day I gave my life to Jesus. It started with me surrendering and fully committing to him to be something different. It's not always been an easy journey. It's not always been uh, just a bed of roses. Mostly I don't even see the flowers. I just feel the thorns from time to time. It's not always been perfect, but he's always been there. He's always been faithful. He's never said, hey, Josh, you've got to figure this out on your own. He's never looked and said, hey, you've got yourself into this mess. You get yourself out of it. No, he says, son, I'm here. My child, I am here with you. Let me help you. But most of the time, I'm too stubborn to let him help, and I'm like, God, you know what, I can do this. I can figure all this out. I've got all this. I I, I can handle it. I'm a big kid. I can do this. He says, no, I'd love to help you. He said, won't you let me walk with you? Won't you let me direct your steps? Why don't you let me help even in the small things? Because that's what I want to do. But I've learned I've got to let him do those things for me to be the creation that he wants me to be. A new creation belongs to Christ. That's where it starts is we have to be found in him to become the people that we want to be. Now you can look at a lot of different um, scriptures and stuff. We're going to flip over. If you want to go and flip over to Ephesians chapter four, that's where we're going to find our next passage. There's a lot of scriptures that you could look at that show you what that walk looks like that show you what it, it may look like to be a new creation. There's a lot of passages that that point us into what it looks like to be made new. And remember, we did that definition last week, and that just means that it's, something is different from what it was. Something is made fresh. There's a ton of scriptures that talk about what it is to be a follower of Christ and how to live like live as, as he has called us to live. But Ephesians chapter four, I think gives us a really cool picture of what that may look like. And we're going to walk through a few of those ways as we read through those verses. But Ephesians chapter four, uh, starting in verse 17 says this, it says, so this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of their mind. If you're anything like me, you're like, okay, well, what in the world is futility of the mind? And really that's, that's just an intellectual just frustration there. It is, it is a, it's walking uh, meaninglessly, uselessly, just walking without a sense of, of direction, not really knowing what they're doing. Scripture here says, uh, Paul was telling the church at Ephesus, he says, we no longer walk that way. We have a purpose. We have a sense of direction. We get to follow the footsteps of Jesus. He said, you don't have to live those old ways anymore. He said, you don't have to walk as one who doesn't know the difference. You don't have to walk as one who doesn't have that direction. You don't have to wander around aimlessly. Because of your relationship with Jesus, you have direction, you have purpose this morning. He continues on in verse 18, It says, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. They continue to walk in their immorality, they continue to walk through things as as people who again, just didn't have that direction. They didn't have that. They didn't have an understanding of what God created them to be. They didn't know that they had a purpose. They didn't know that there were plans uh, that God wanted them to do. He created them with something that they didn't understand. They were darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. I'll be honest with you, sometimes there, that's a prayer that I have to pray, is that God, don't let my heart be hardened. Right. Life circumstances will harden your heart if we're not careful. The things that life throws at you, and, and I see some of y'all are like, hey, Brother Josh, I, I completely understand that. The things that life will throw at you can harden your heart if you're not careful. We don't have to live that way. Because of what Jesus did for us. We have an understanding. We know that although things may not always be perfect, although things may not always work according to our plans, there is a plan, there is a purpose, and God is working those things out. And he said, child, I have not left you. I have not forsaken you. I am walking with you. So in that, we can trust and say, okay, God, things may not look perfect right now. Things may not be going the way that I want them to. Don't let my heart get hardened by the things around me. Don't let the circumstances of life, of, of the daily, just the mundane things that we walk through, don't let those things change what you're trying to create in me. I have to, I have to pray that prayer too. We've got to be careful to not let the things of this world, the things that, that beat us up and drag us down every day, don't let those things harden our heart because the people around us need a soft heart. The people around us need to see folks who care, they need to see a church. They need to see Highland Baptist Church as a body of believers with some soft hearts because we care for our people. We care for our community. We care for those that we work around, those that we work with, those that are in our homes, those that are extended family. We care for those people around us. And sometimes it's really hard to do so maybe because of the things they did or the things that have just hit us and knocked us down. We got to be careful not to let our hearts get hardened by the things around us. He continues on in verse 19, it says, And they, having become callous, they're numb to the things around them, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. See, the, the, the numbness of their circumstances and the sin that's in their life has changed them. He was saying here is that they become callous. They become numb to this sin that they're trapped in. And so they continue, these folks here that he's talking about, they continue to to walk in that ignorance because they just don't know that there's something better. They don't know about the freedom that comes in Christ. They don't know that there is a peace that surpasses all understanding that can be found in Christ. They don't know that there's something more than just the 24-hour day that we have, that just that going through that regular routine of, of going to work and, 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 and providing and, and just doing these things and then getting up and doing it all over again. There is a purpose, there is a plan, there is meaning behind these things, but these folks didn't see it because life had not only hardened their heart, but it had caused them to become numb to the things that they were trapped in. But look at verse 20. But you did not learn Christ in this way. This morning, we're reminded that we do not see Christ in this light. We do not see Christ hard-hearted. We do not see him calloused to the things of the world. We don't see him walking around in ignorance. We don't see him it, it, walking through uh, that, that futility of the mind. We, we see him focused with a sense of purpose and direction. We see him uh, trying to continue to teach people. We, don't, we did not learn Christ the way that these people were walking. Jesus gave us a different example. And if we go back to 2 Corinthians 5, we see that if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. And, and Paul here is, is saying it to the church of, of Ephesus, he said, these are all these things, but this is not the model that you've seen. He said, you see these people walking around and they're, this is the way they're living their life. He said, but I'm reminding you that you did not see that example. That is not the example that we are to follow. No, we're supposed to be what the rest of this passage looks like because we didn't learn Christ in that way. I'd venture to say if this church, Highland Baptist Church had been teaching that for over the hundred plus years that this church has been here, this church would no longer exist. Folks, we haven't learned Christ in this way. No matter what's happened in the past, no matter what it's been through with, the, with any of the staff that's ever been here, you've not learned Christ and, and, and the, the fact that you're supposed to walk in those ways as the Gentiles walked. That's not been the example that's been set before you or these doors would have been closed a long time ago. God wouldn't have allowed that. So We've not learned Christ in this way. I've not learned it through the years under uh, my, my father's leadership as he pastored various churches. You've not learned it in the places that life has taken you in church this morning. We just need that reminder. We need that reminder that for us, Jesus set a different example. Jesus set a different example. And things didn't always look fair with the way they treated him with the way that they tried to keep him quiet we we look at the things that that people do to us and compare it to what they did to Jesus or even his disciples as they were starting the early church we look at those things and we're like you know what the things that people are doing to me it's not quite as bad i don't know about y'all but i've never had rocks thrown at me i've never been thrown in prison because I preached the gospel or tried to share the gospel with someone, I've had doors slammed in my face. I've I've had to lose some relationships because people didn't want the Jesus that I'm called to serve. But when I read through what's happened to those in scripture, I feel pretty blessed. I feel like I've got it fairly easy And yet I still struggle with some of those things. Sometimes I get numb to the things of this world. Sometimes my heart begins to harden a little bit because of what's going on around me. My prayer for Highland Baptist Church is that that is not what people say of us because they don't see that in us. I hope they look at us and they say, those are a bunch of new creations there. Those people, every time you see them, there's just a little bit more fire for Jesus. Every time you see them, there's just a a little bit more pep in their step. Every time you see them, there's just God is just doing more and more and more. And if people get tired of us, I hope it's because they see a lot of Jesus in us and they're pushing away against him instead of pushing away against us. That's my prayer. And when people drive down this road and they see that sign that says Highland Baptist Church out there, they they look and go, if I ever need anything, I know those people love me. If I ever need anything, I know that is a serving church. If we ever need something, I know that God's people are there and they're willing to do the best of their ability to help out this community. But that starts with us. They can drive by and see the brick and mortar all day long and it doesn't matter if the people inside of it are calloused and numb and they're hard-hearted. But we can't fix that on a corporate level. That's an individual thing. And so if we want to be the people that God has created us to be, it starts individually with knowing that we're a new creation but also knowing that God's got something more for us. That when we walked into that relationship with him, we were walking into a different lifestyle. So what does that look like? Continue on with me in verse 21 it says, if indeed you have heard, heard him and have been taught in him just as truth is in Jesus, verse 22 says that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Here we're reminded uh, this morning that we've got to lay aside those old ways. We've got to renew our minds. We've got to put on a new self. And if you're anything like me, that's a daily adventure. You got to wake up and say, God, you know what? I'm sorry for yesterday. I'm going to try and do better today, but not on my will, not on my power, but on yours we got to wake up and decide that we're going to be different. It's not just something that, that just magically happens. There will be changes that you won't notice that people around you will, but it's not just some magical thing that we come and pray a prayer uh, one Sunday morning or, or we, uh, maybe even in our homes we kneel beside the bed and we enter into a relationship with Jesus that magically everything in our life just completely changes. No, it's a work. We've got to lay aside those old habits, those old things that, that don't line up with his scripture, those things that are keeping us from growing in our relationship with him. He said, you've got to lay aside those old things because those are being corrupted there in verse 22 by the lust of our deceit. And, And, and it's one of those things is it's, it's all, it's just corrupted. It's all been changed. It's been marred by the world. It's hard and calloused. And he says, lay that aside. You can't change the past. We talked about that last week. And we're going to continue to talk about it. We can't change the past, but we can lay it aside and we can walk new with him each and every morning. But that's the decision that each one of you has to make. I would love to be able to kneel in this altar tomorrow morning and change every one of your days for the better. I can pray for you, but... I can't make that mindset for you. I can't change you. You have to be willing to change yourself. And then guess what, here's, here's the other secret that gets me. I can't even change me. I have to pray that God would do that. And I have to be obedient to his calling. I have to look and say, you know what, Jesus, I wanna be more like you today. Just as John the Baptist says, he must increase, I must decrease. There needs to be a little bit more of Jesus tomorrow than there was today. And then a little bit more on Tuesday and a little bit more on Wednesday if I want to keep moving in the right direction. The same goes for y'all. Each and every one of us, we have to make that choice to lay aside our old ways and renew our minds, renew our thoughts, allow Christ to take over us, which means you have to give him control. I don't like doing that. I don't like doing that. I gotta give him control if I want him to change me. Because that's the way it happens. On the way down here yesterday, Esme was playing on the iPad and she had a game that she couldn't pass this level. And she wanted Matthew to fix it without touching the iPad. Because that was the problem. She asked for his help. She said, Bubba, will you help me with this level? And he's like, yeah, sure, give it to me. No, you can't touch my iPad. I just want you to tell me how to do it. How many times, folks, is that our mindset? God, I want you to change this, but you can't touch it. God, I want you to do something with this, but you can't touch that. God, take that desire away, but you can't touch that desire. God, do something different in me without touching me. It may be a funny example, but it's a real life example for us. I'm that way too. I'm like, Jesus, change this in me. No, don't touch that area. Jesus, change this part of me. Change these thoughts. Change this mindset. Do this. Oh, but you can't touch that over there. That's, that's my closet. You can't touch that stuff. He said, yeah, but to change you, I've got to get into that room too. So he didn't ask you for you to walk into a relationship with him for you to keep all the doors locked and closed. He said, Now I gotta get rid of the old ways for you to become new. You gotta let him have that control there. Romans thirteen fourteen, y'all can jot this down and, and uh, check it out later, but it just says this but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify his desires. Every morning we gotta put on Jesus and not give our flesh any room to change those things. For it to say, hey, here's what I desire. This is what I want you to do today. This is what I want you to be about. We've got to make sure that each and every day we're putting on Jesus so the flesh doesn't have any room to work. And that's my prayer for each and every one of us this morning. Verse 25, as we continue through uh, the rest of this chapter there, it says, uh, therefore laying aside falsehood, speak truth, Each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. It's a reminder here that we're supposed to speak truth to one another. If we're gonna be a different creation, we're gonna be new, and some of y'all are looking and going, I just wish people would tell us the truth. If you're looking at the government, you may be looking at the business you work for, you may be looking at a lot of different things. You just like, I just want to know the truth. I can handle the truth if you would just tell me those things. Your neighbors can handle the truth. Your family members can handle the truth. They're just waiting on you to speak it to them. Right. That's the truth of Jesus. And we're looking we're trying to water those down. And I, I've been in those places myself. Is we try to water it down, we try to present it in a way that, that may feel appetizing to them. And sometimes Jesus is looking to just, I just need you to speak the truth in my name to them. Because that's what they deserve. We don't like it when people beat around the bush on us. So why do we do it to other people? Because we want them to accept us. We want them to accept that message. It's an important message to hear. Sometimes it just takes the truth and letting them marinate on that truth. But that's what a new creation does. They speak truth to one another. Verses 26 and 27 says, "Be angry and yet do not sin." Y'all catch that one. "Be angry, but don't sin." That's a fine line that I love to cross when that's tempers, those tempers flare. And it's, it's really hard to, to stop before you get past that line. But it says, be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. See what he's telling the church here in Ephesus. He says, I'm not asking you to be emotionless people. He's saying you can have emotion as people of God. That is okay. Jesus had emotion. He was passionate about the things that, the message that he was bringing to people. He says, you can be passionate, but don't let that passion, don't let that emotion give Satan an opportunity to divide. We can't let Satan divide because of that passion. It's still a fine line. It's still really tough to do he says, you can have emotion. I want you to get excited. I want you to be passionate about the things that are in my word. I want you to be passionate about the things that, that I lay on your heart, but, but you got to control that passion to the point where it doesn't divide. That's what Satan does when he has an opportunity there in verse 27, he is looking at every point, any opportunity he has, he wants to divide God's people. He has every desire to divide the people of Highland Baptist Church. We're going to have emotion. There's going to be things that we don't all agree on. And for any of you that have been in church any amount of time, you understand that. Some of you are like, Josh, we've walked through that. I get it. It's good to have emotion. It's good to have passion. But at the end of the day, we're not giving Satan an opportunity to divide Because this is God's church. We are God's people. We've been placed in a community that God ordained for us to do work. And we can't do that if we walk out these doors divided. So we've got to make sure that we don't give Satan an opportunity, even in the midst of our passion, to divide us all. Because that's what new creation looks like. Verse 28 says, he who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor performing with his own hands what is good so that he will have something to share with one who has need. It says, hey, we, we're going to work. We're going to work to do what God has, has asked us to do. And as we can, we're going to provide for those around us. We're going to do what we can. It didn't say that you got to go broke given to to different people. He says, performing with his own hands what is good so that he will have something to share with the one who has need. He didn't say, you gotta give everything to one who has need unless he lays that on your heart. He just said, I want you to give something. And so we gotta be a people that's willing to give something. But that starts individually. We're usually pretty free with somebody else's budget. But when it hits my budget at home, things change. When it, hits, when it hits that bank account that, that I have access to, things start to change. You want the church to do something great? Yeah, yeah. Miss Sherry, write him a check. It'd be great. He didn't say that everything comes out of the church's budget there. He says, we need to be faithful stewards of what God has given us so that we can love on the people around us. Because I would venture to say, and I would, I would almost... Wage your money on the fact that if we were giving people, if that was our mindset, that we were a giving people, then our church is gonna be a giving church. Because if that's your mindset at home, guess what? That's gonna be your mindset in a business meeting. That's gonna be your mindset with new opportunities that may walk through that door uh, or possibilities that we may have. We're gonna be those people if that's what we are individually. And that's what these reminders are, is, is individually we've got to be this, so that corporately, as a body of believers, we can be these things as well. Verse 29 through the end of it says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. we got, we got to make sure that the words that we speak build people up. We want to build those up around us. That can be done in the truth. That can be done with the harsh truth, but still be done in love. And we're going to look at that in the weeks to come. Verse 30 says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. So let all those old things die off. Verse 32 says, be kind to one another, tender hearted, Forgiving each other just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. That's complete opposite of what he said about the Gentiles in the beginning part of that passage, isn't it? He said you're being kind to one another, you're tenderhearted, you're forgiving one another. Why? Because Christ did those same things for you. So this morning, we're called to be different. We're called to be a different people. But that starts with a personal relationship with Jesus. It starts in us, individually. We've got to change to become the Highland Baptist Church that God wants us to be. It starts right here. And that last verse probably probably hits me harder than any other one. Because he gave it, he wrapped it all up in that reminds He said, be kind to one another. Tender hearted forgiving one another because that's what I've done for you. Sometimes we got to clear out those things to be the people that God wants us to be. We've got to clear out all those things that, that we struggle with, those things that we, that we carried in this morning, those struggles, those hurts, those pains that we've not allowed God to deal with. We said, hey God, I want you to change all this but you can't touch that closet, you can't touch that room. We've got to change those things now is the time to do that. We're about to open up the altar for a time of invitation. They're going to come and lead us in a song in just a moment. But I got two questions for you. First and foremost, have you given your life to Christ? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Only you can answer that. I'm not asking about your, your mom or your dad's relationship with Jesus. I'm not asking about your grandparents. I'm not asking about uh, the, the, the pastor who was there when you prayed a prayer. I, I'm not asking about any of that. I'm asking about you as an individual because that's what we care about this morning. You as an individual, do you have a relationship with Jesus? It's not a family relationship. Just because my dad's a pastor was not a guarantee that I would walk into a relationship with Jesus. No, that was a choice that I had to make on my own at 17 years old. So this morning, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? If the answer is yes, great, that's where we start. If the answer is no, then today is your day to find that relationship with him. It's not too late. He's not giving up on you. I don't care what life has looked like. He is extending that invitation to you saying, I want you to be one of mine because at the end of all time, I want to be able to look at you and say, welcome home, my child. So if you've not made that decision, now is the time to do that. But if you have made that decision, maybe there's some things and you're looking and saying, brother Josh, you know what I, I may be a little calloused. I may be a little hard hearted. Maybe there's some forgiveness that I need to work on. Jesus says, come. He says, come, lay those at my feet. He never asked us to carry those burdens. He didn't ask us to be a perfect people. He asked us to be obedient people. That's a totally different thing. And so the altar is open for you to come and do business with God. That's between you and him. If you want somebody to pray with you, grab somebody's hand. If there's nobody around you, you come forward. We'll have people that'll pray with you. Because the business you do in this moment is important. Not just to God, but to us. Because for Highland Baptist Church to be the people that we want to be, we need all the people individually to be the people that they're called to be. And maybe this morning you're saying, hey, this is a place that God has called me to serve and that's my step. Maybe you've never been baptized and that's your next step of obedience. We can can set that up today. Maybe you've been looking for a church home and God is saying, hey, this is where I want you to plant your roots. I want you to be here to do the, be a part of the work that he's doing here. Well, now's the time for y'all to do that business with him as well. I don't know what he's laid on your heart, but I know he's laid something. And so I'm asking, don't leave this place today without responding. He spoke to you. If, if you came with an open heart and an open mind, he's spoken to you today. Now's the time to respond to that. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. God, that every word that we read in your book is true and it is good and it is to help us become better followers of you. Lord, it points us in the right direction. It gives us a sense of purpose. It gives us a plan. It gives us direction. We don't have to wander around aimlessly in a desert. You've showed us this is what I want you to do as you go throughout your day. This is, this is the people I want you to be. So Lord, let us be found as those people. And Lord, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you today, Lord, we wanna welcome them home into your family. So Lord, I pray you'd give them the courage, the boldness to step out and come forward and let us pray with them. And Lord, for those that just need to do business here at your altar, God, I pray for that time, that mercy, and that grace to just lay everything at your feet to get back to that freedom that you've called us to, that you allow us to have because of the work that your son did on that cross. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your word and your truth. And Lord, May it continue to speak to us in this time of invitation. We pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, please be sure to rate us and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Highland Baptist Church podcast.